produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward, TASA Midwinter Special Edition here in Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez. I have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Brandon Hubbard, Superintendent of Chilton ISD. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right. For the viewers, the listeners, give us a little bit about Chilton ISD. So I'd like to say Chilton ISD is a diamond in the rough. Okay. Uh, we're about 20 miles southeast of Waco in Falls County. We're a small 2A district. Um, we are growing. 30% of our students right now are transfers, meaning that they drive from another town, wow. another city to attend school in Chilton ISD. That's outstanding. So, thir- so you are creating demand. Yes. That is outstanding. So we were talking a little bit um, before we got started. You've got some exciting news to share about your district rating. Yes. um, Chilton ISD uh, achieved an A rating. Uh, That's uh, super exciting for us. Uh, We we are a district that has about 91% low SES. Um, A lot of... uh, 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 Hispanic speakers, English language learners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we are excited uh, that we were able to break through some of those barriers and, and achieve that A rating. Um, there are a lot of predictions and a lot of psychometric predict- predictions that say sure. we shouldn't hit that. Uh, and so we're excited that we broke through the barrier and we were able to get there. So, you know, I got to ask, right, when you, when you do that, when you achieve that success, how did you do it? Give us the, you don't have to give us the trade secrets, but share with our colleagues how did you do it? What was the process? How did you, you make that happen? Um, so I believe, uh, and we believe in Chilton, that culture precedes achievement. Okay. So um, we focused on culture. Um, you know, when you're dealing with students that come from poor families, first generation uh, college uh, enrollees, then there are barriers that they have to overcome in order to achieve. Likewise, uh, our teachers have to overcome barriers uh, to, to be able to serve students sure. who have those needs. And so we spend a lot of time on culture. Um, I, I like to say that uh, we, we focus a lot on SEL for our adults and our, our students. Uh, we champion uh, seven mindsets. Uh, we have Mindset Monday every week and uh, just remind kids that everything is possible, uh, that they have to be accountable for their actions, uh, and that the time is now. Uh, so we focus a lot on culture and creating that culture so students can thrive. So when you, when you hit that A, right, I've always, you know, it's a great celebration. But as a leader, I know you're thinking, all right, we won a championship. How do we maintain? How do we keep going? How do we even grow more? So how do you do that? What's the message to the teachers after the celebration ends? You're like, all right, we got to get back to work and figure out how to take it to another level. So I, I told them that uh, getting the A was great, uh, but I wanted that to be kind of the blood in the water for the shark. Uh, so we wanted that A to make them hungry, uh, to ah, keep going. And I like that. To keep pushing so that we can make sure that we can maintain the A. We don't want to be a one and done. We want to make sure that we maintain and keep doing the things that we know work uh, to get our students to outperform what statistics say. That's, uh, that's outstanding. I like, I like the analogy, by the way. So... How would you characterize your leadership? Obviously, you're leading with culture and making sure that your staff and your students are well cared for so they can learn. But if we were going to, if we were to, at a midwinter conference and we were talking about leadership, how do you characterize yours? I always characterize it as people, performance, and then places. So my first job is to take care of people. Uh, send me, uh, parents send me their kids. 
uh, adults come to me. So my first job is to make sure that they're safe, that people are safe. So in that sense, I'm a, a, a relational leader. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to know all the kids. I like to know all of the adults, you know, from, you know, the bus driver to the boardroom. I like to know everybody sure. uh, personally. Um, I believe that people work harder when they feel like you care. And so um, there are teachers, there are students that I, you know, believe would run through a brick wall for me just because they know that I care about them as a person. Well, that's outstanding. And I think that, you know, oftentimes we get caught up in the data and, you know, if TEA has a restructuring of the STAR test, we react to that. And sometimes the, the, the social-emotional learning component, both for kids and staff, goes by the wayside because we're so focused and we know our community is focused and our accountability is driven on what those tests say at the end of the year. Um, so I commend you for being able to stay the course, right? And, and it, now that it's paid off and now that you're down that road, um, what is the vision? What's the ultimate vision? Like if, if you had Chilton ISD exactly where you wanted it, what would that district look like? Uh, I, I think that's simple. Uh, we'd um, be a district that prepares academically, uh, prepares our students academically, but we also uh, prepare them uh, for post-secondary life. Um, so in, with the school in our situation, um, we know that a lot of our students, you know, they have to work while they're in college. Sure. So part of what we need to do is to prepare them uh, for that work, whether it's certificates, whether it's certifications, what, whatever it is, we need to prepare them uh, to be able to, 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 to get through college. Uh, but we also need to prepare them uh, academically uh, so we kind of have a twofold purpose, and if, if Chilton ISD was the, the district that I envisioned, mm -hmm. uh, every kid would leave with some sort of post-secondary cert certification or skill that would allow them the opportunity uh, to provide for themselves and work through college because that's what most of our kids do. So we have to prepare them academically, uh, but also we have to give them uh, the resources to, to survive and, and be breadwinners uh, outside of school. Absolutely. And I find now that I'm in the private sector and I'm always asking the people that I, that either I do business with or that we're having conversations with, it's like, what, are, what skills are you looking for? Like I, I've always wanted to dive more into that when I was in the education world. Um, and now that I'm getting to hear it, it is the same thing that they've, everybody's been saying for 10, 20 years. Can they show up? Can they work on a team? Can they communicate? Do they want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves? And, not once has, has some very specialized skill come up that they've got to have this or the, the degree from Harvard or what. No, they just want good people that are going to come and contribute to the team. So I think you're doing a great thing by making sure they have both of that, right? The, the ability to do both, not just, there's, no, there's nothing worse when someone is very, very well educated but can't function within the team or within the community or even within their family. Uh, it's, Teaching them those components will, will make them very successful, um, particularly in the business world. Because that's what, that's what the, the owners and the CEOs are looking for, is just high-functioning adults. That's it. So I want your take on this. You know, you know this as a superintendent. It can be a lonely, lonely spot, mm -hmm. right? And it's part of our job is to try to groom the next generation of leaders. And, and here at a conference like this, I've, I've talked to some of our colleagues about you know, I wish there was more opportunity 
uh, along with the, the panels and kind of the fireside chats and all of that great learning that happens, I wish there was more opportunity to dig into all the failures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as, you're, as you're grooming your next uh, group of leaders, a lot of great learning comes from all of the mistakes that we've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard. I know it's hard for us to be vulnerable and, and do that, but I think we're missing a big piece of, of training and mentoring that next group because we don't really dive into that. We don't really talk about that because I would argue that every single leader um, that has been a part of the session this, this week or, or in the past, there's been some failures along the way. Definitely. You know, and I wanted your take on that. How do we get a little bit more vulnerable to share those experiences with, with the folks that are coming through the ranks that we're trying to groom and mentor? Yeah, I, and, and you, you shared the key term, vulnerability. Uh, sometimes as leaders, we are taught uh, to, to act and seem as if we have everything together. We're <laughs> never shaken. Um, but I think that's a disservice to leaders that are coming in. We're setting them up for failure because they have to see that we are vulnerable as leaders. There are times when we uh, don't know what to do. We scratch our heads. We're frustrated. Uh, we yes. want to throw in the towel, uh, but we have to push through and we have to make those, um, those feelings. We have to make those, uh, those experiences uh, known. And I think as leaders, we have to work to provide the platform for other leaders to share their vulnerabilities uh, without, uh, without judgment uh, uh, in, in a safe space for that. Yeah, it, it, it's tough because obviously there's a bit of judgment, not, not necessarily a negative way, but you're up there on the stage. People are listening to what you have to say. You, you've got some influence. Um, and so you always want to have a, a good representation of, of who you are and what you've done. Uh, but at the same time, I would just like to hear more more sharing in terms of that, because again, those, the overcoming of those obstacles or the, or the bad decisions or the mistakes along the way, because we've, we've all made them, that's where people can dig into, okay, why and would we learn from it? How would you do it differently? Uh, I think those are the, the critical components that, that we've got to help. Uh, we've got to do a better job of, of giving that to the next generation. I absolutely agree. So I got to ask you now, you said you're 91% of your students are, are, are speak Spanish. How's your Spanish? Uh, well, 91% are low SES. Oh, well, that's right. About that's right. 34% speak Spanish. Uh, so I will be honest, my Spanish is a little rusty. I took <laughs> four years in high school and four <laughs> semesters in college. And um, I, I actually understand a lot better than I can respond. So uh, we're, we're, we're getting better. I understand. I understand. <laughs> no, uh, uh, yeah, me as well. So I feel like you are Spanish in, in high school. Um, but you know, that's such a need for, for teachers and administrators, particularly in Texas. And, Definitely. uh, you know, you know how hard it is, you know, finding great multilingual educators across the state. Um, so what do you do when you're not working for the district or, or thinking about education? I know, I know that doesn't really happen, but what do you do for fun? Uh, for fun, um, I love to travel. I uh, love spending time with my family, love to travel. Where's your spots? Where do you like to go? I'm on any cruise ship that's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my place to unplug and unwind. I don't buy the Wi-Fi when I go, so um, it's, it's really hard for me to, uh, to be, get in touch or for me to stay connected. 
because you're in the middle of the ocean and nothing works. So uh, that that's my unwinding place. Is there is there one place that you love to go, but the family rolls their eyes when the uh. of course. <laughs> um, I love the Grand Canyon, uh, and I love to drive to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and so uh, the family they get a little irritated when I tell them that I want to drive to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> so y'all road trip it? Yes. How many times have y'all been? Um, I've been at least three times. And when did it get, when did it lose its luster for the family? After the first. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. After the first. Time. Well, you know, it's one of those things that, and you, you know this, like we spend so much time with other people's kids and, and supporting our teachers. It's, it's good to have that time for your family. Yes. If you're, there's one school event that you could attend, and I know you don't have a favorite, but something that you look forward to every year that the kids, whether it's a, it's a sports or whether it's a, a celebration, or um, what would that be? I look forward every year to our Pirate Wonderland. So um, we transform our parking lot into a, just a winter wonderland. We've had ice skating rinks. We have uh, bounce houses. We have vendors and food trucks. But it's just a community event for everyone to come together uh, as a community. Uh, we practice what we call our live to give mindset. So uh, we do deliveries to families. Uh, just a, a great time of year and a great atmosphere where uh, the entire community comes together uh, to, to demonstrate the live to give mindset. That sounds like a great time. I'm sure the community loves, loves that as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of your community, so you know, I mean, it's not a secret. Districts are struggling finding great teachers, right? And you've talked a lot about the culture that you've built there. Why would a teacher come? Why make the case? Why come to Chilton ISD and be a part of your family there? Um, because it's an, uh, an, an environment where we do operate like a family. Now, I will be honest, like most families, we have disagreements. Uh, <laughs> you, but, don't, you don't take them to the Grand Canyon, do you? No. <laughs> okay. No. okay. Uh, but... Uh, we, we still operate as a family. So when there's a need, we go above and beyond to meet that need. Uh, we support you uh, hands-on. Um, I like to brag that um, about 20% of our staff are Chilton ISD graduates that have gone to college and come back to Chilton ISD because there's that family feel and they right. want to give back the way they love the community poured into them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You built, yeah, the, the call, so if you're having that, that many students come back, there's, there's clearly a great culture, a Definitely. great environment. And there's a, there's a, a tug on the heartstrings yes. to come back and serve. So I commend you for that. Um, well, I, I appreciate you joining. It was great to meet you by the way. And I didn't, I've heard of Chilton ISD. I didn't know where exactly it was, but, um, I know a little bit more now, and you're doing, you're doing great work there. Fabulous work. Yes, sir. So since, what's shout-outs? Do you, do you have any shout-outs? Is there any calls to action? Do you want to share um, anything from the district? Your, any social media stuff that, that you want uh, people to take a look at? Is there anything that you can share? You can always find us on social media. Uh, we have Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And so we like to shout-out all the great things that are happening uh, in Chilton ISD. Uh, we are... Uh, heading toward a bond 2023 election. Right. So uh, we want to uh, encourage and motivate our, our community to, to support our students and uh, give our students uh, what they need uh, in order to be successful. Uh, it's amazing how our teachers are able to thrive and our students are able to thrive 
uh, given the resources that we have. So uh, we're just looking for even uh, a even greater level of, of achievement uh, when we give them all the resources that they need to thrive. So we're excited about it uh, and looking forward to it. Well, that's outstanding. And, and to all our listeners and our viewers, if you'll, if you'll do the deal, right, hit the like, the subscribe, please comment and check out uh, Chilton ISD, Dr. Hubbard, and the great things that are happening there. And thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure meeting you. You as well. Thank you very much. Produced by Podcast Architects.